Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We need to get to the bottom of what went wrong, how it went wrong, and how are we going to avoid that happening in the future. State House Republicans looking for answers in the emergency closure of the Washington Bridge. House and Senate Minority Leaders Chippendale and De La Cruz are in with us today. You know that someone is watching. When you know that you have to be held accountable, you behave differently. And renewed calls for an inspector general from the state GOP. We'll ask the leadership about that, too, and see what they want investigated beyond the Washington Bridge. Holding the powerful accountable from Washington, D.C. to right here in southern New England. This is 10 News Conference with Gene Valicente. Uh, I've always been a big supporter of Peter Alvidi. I've worked with him in the past uh, in, in the organization that I came from. Uh, I think he's done an absolutely outstanding job as the director of the Department of Transportation as far as the works that have been done with the, uh, to take care of our roads. All right, that's the majority. They were in with us uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Now we have the other side, the loyal opposition. Good morning, I'm Gene Valicenti. This is 10 News Conference. Before we get to the Republicans, the governor told me on the radio, we don't need an inspector general. Not right now. He doesn't see the need for it. Let's listen. Do you want an inspector general, Governor? Uh, no, well, I don't think that it's necessary. Uh, but so we're, you know, we'll, we'll certainly follow the lead of the, the General Assembly on that. Uh, we're prepared to go either way. But no, I don't think that is necessary. The Republicans have been asking for this every time they come back. The watchdog to keep an eye on what's going on up there. You don't think we need that? A watch, another watchdog, the inspector general? I don't think that it's needed. Uh, but at the same point in time, uh, you know, if the General Assembly uh, moves on that, we'll work with the General Assembly to make sure that it's done in a way where it's a uh, you know, it's a positive thing and not a negative thing is that right now the Republicans are kind of addressing it in a very negative way. Hey, we need to put eyes on this issue because there's problems. Well, um, I would be saying to them, you know, if, if you collaboratively put something together that makes sense, that, that creates more efficiencies in the states, then fine. But I don't see that that's the direction that they're coming from. Says they're being very negative. Well, here they are joining me in studio to respond. House Minority Leader Mike Chippendale, Senate Minority Leader Jessica Dela Cruz. All right, take it. Uh, well, you held a news conference, so you take it. Go ahead. He said you're being negative. What do you mean a watchdog? What are you alleging? Why do we need this? Well, I don't think we're being negative at all. I think what we're doing is highlighting what Rhode Islanders really want, which is to root out any uh, uh, waste, fraud, and to have a transparent government. Yeah. Well, is there waste and fraud that I don't know about or you don't know yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, certainly. And do you, do you, he's saying, come on, you know, there's nothing here. Uh, certainly, there's there's always waste in any organization for, for various reasons, and it's not necessarily malicious. It's you're, you fall back in your old practices. You're not being monitored. You're not improving continually, which is what we need to do. And that's what these types of offices look at throughout systems within government with specific issues, such as a bridge issue or, or what yeah. have you. Um, they will look at that. They will help to predict and avoid those things. From, uh, from happening in the first place. And then if something does go down sideways, they're able to act 
uh, appropriately, sometimes with criminal referrals, yeah. uh, oftentimes with fines. And if we look at our federal offices of inspector general, for every dollar we as taxpayers invest in those offices, uh, Americans get $21 in a return on that investment. Mm -hmm. That's neg not negativity, Gene. That's reality. And I, I think the people of Rhode Island need a little bit of that. All right. Well, Senator, you made your case, but practically it's not going to happen. You come back year after year, and not you, or your predecessors, sure. and you ask, and yes, we'll entertain it. But it sounds like there's no appetite up there this year. So why have the news conference? Why not? I, we need to bring attention to issues that are important to Rhode Islanders, and this is one of those issues that are important to Rhode Islanders. And I would say, in 2016, uh, the Senate introduced legislation, it was all Democrats. Mm -hmm. So it's not a Republican issue, it's something that we uh, agree with our colleagues, it's a bipartisan issue, it's something that should be done. Um, the governor, although said he wasn't really enthused about the idea, did say if the Senate, if the Senate and the House enacted it, he would be okay with it. Yeah, so. that might be something to be crafted, a palatable version that he might go along with. You know, you're right. A fair point. Democrats have called for this as well. Not as they haven't been as vociferous as the Republicans have year after year. Uh, Democrats also signed this uh, resolution uh, offering condolences to the Israeli government, the Israeli people, the people. on behalf of the. The legislature, your side of it, put this resolution forward. You didn't get very far. And are you blaming Speaker Shikarchi for that? Uh, to be clear, my side did not put this forward. Uh, the top sponsor was a Republican. Uh, yeah. The second top sponsor was a Democrat. And there were far more Democrats who signed on to that, including the entire leadership team of the Democratic uh, caucus. So that was not a, a partisan issue. Yes, I signed on to it. And, and yes, I absolutely support it. Uh, this is pro forma. We do this all the time when tragedies occur in the state of Rhode Island. We express condolences to those who have been harmed by a horrible occurrence, regardless of what it is. We do it for the Armenian genocide. Yeah. We do it for. We did it for Charlie Hebdo. We do it for all sorts of issues. Why this was different? Only those folks who are who are not allowing us to move this forward can answer that question. Well, let's not be coy. Uh, Rep. Newberry, who was the principal sponsor, they are, this is kind of becoming a Democrat-Republican thing. Even though Democrats signed on to it, I know you had just under 50 people, Democrats and Republicans, signing this. But you're sort of leading the charge now, criticizing Joe Shikarchi for not moving this forward. And Newberry on the radio said, uh, "Oh, this is because Shikarchi's uh, uh, bowing to the progressive." a uh, little cabal in his in his party uh pro hamas Coach, well, go ahead, take it from there. Yeah, you, we don't have to be diplomatic here. No, no, uh, certainly that falls into the Speaker's uh, lap. He has to make that decision, are we going to move forward or, or are we not? Uh, there is absolute uh, credibility to some of the assertions that Rep. Newberry made mm -hmm. uh, regarding the, the political nature of it. The Speaker is making a political decision. Okay. And that political decision is something that's going to make his life either easier or harder. I get it. I don't agree with it. All right. Speaker Shikarchi put out a statement just this morning. Uh, let's put that, uh, put that up on the screen. I'll read it and then Senator Dela Cruz, you can respond to what's going on with regard to this resolution put forward, bipartisan resolution, uh, put forward to uh, offer condolences to Israel. It was not moved forward by the Speaker. It was sent to committee. Uh, the Speaker today says, I have strongly condemned the unspeakable terrorist acts against Israel by Hamas since October 7th, and I proudly participated in the vigil sponsored by the Jewish Alliance the next day. So he's a little angry 
at the response. He says, I expect there will be numerous resolutions related to this topic in the coming weeks, and Representative Newberry will be given ample opportunity to present his resolution when it is heard by the House Judiciary Committee. You are not, uh, it is disappointing that the House Republican Caucus has chosen to politicize these horrific events. Now, you're on the Senate side, but you could pick this up. Is Shikarchi making a mistake here? No one is suggesting, by the way, that he is pro-Hamas or anything like that. In fact, he vehemently denies that. But what, what's being said here? What's, what, what's at play? What's this about, Senator? Well, I, I'm not a mind reader, so I couldn't tell you what, what's going on in his head and why he's choosing to do what it is that he's doing. Uh, the Senate has put forth uh, our own resolution for um, uh, condolences for what happened on October 7th. Uh, we have a different process. We have different rules. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I cannot really speak to the, the House function and, and, and what happens there. I'll defer to the leader But you can speak in general as sure. a Republican. The Republicans in the House are saying, Shikarchi should have moved this forward right away. Bang, we do it for the Armenians. We do it for everybody yeah, else. And it was right. a no-brainer. Yeah. Why didn't he? And Again, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know why he didn't, he didn't but it should have. Uh, I mean, it, it school shootings, uh, George Floyd, it doesn't matter what it is. When we have resolutions and they come to the floor, um, most times they do, uh, unless maybe there's a little bit of controversy surrounding that topic. And not to say all the far left people in the Democrat Party, the progressives, are uh, pro-Hamas or anti-Israel, uh, but there is a contingent that has certainly marched mm -hmm. uh, and they've gotten the headlines. Do you think that's at play here, that Shikarchi is a little afraid to offend some of those some of those pro-Hamas people in his party up at the state house. It, it it could be could play into that, but again, I'm not gonna. I, I cannot speculate. I'm not going to say it could be a political decision, could be a personal decision. I'm not sure. But the point is, is that this is a very important issue to Rhode Islanders, and I think that if whatever happened, whatever happened in Israel happened in the United States, the kind of response that we would have mm -hmm. um, taken on as Americans would far outweigh what Israel has done. And so what we're doing is standing in solidarity with a nation that is a democratic nation that holds the same ideals that we do. Um, and we need to stand in solidarity with them. Okay, let's hold it there, take a quick break, and we come back. Let's get into the bread and butter. Uh, pensions, uh, budget, uh, ask, a request for $100 million more for RIPTA. RIPTA ridership numbers. Got some new ones. Stay with us. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now.
Welcome back to House and Senate. Uh, Republican Minority Leadership are in with us. Uh, Rep. Uh, Chippendale, uh, are you concerned about migrants coming into Rhode Island on buses and going to hotels and things like that? Because the governor just told me on the radio he is planning for that possibility. He's had high-level meetings with his EMA director. Do you know anything I don't know? I don't know anything you don't know. Uh, we, we've just had this conversation. Um, it's first I've heard of it. We've heard, you know, whispers over for the past couple of years, uh, none of which I've really given any credence to. Uh, but, but in the context of the governor's comments, I think um, that is a little bit of foreshadowing that we may uh, need to be prepared for this. And quite frankly, we're dealing with a, a housing um, issue with our own residents here and, and the folks who are already in the migrant community in Rhode Island. So frankly, I'm, I'm unsure how we're going to deal with it. Uh, but always willing to work on solutions. All right, let's play the governor, then, Senator, you can react. This is the governor on the radio with me on WPRO. We are on high alert because we know it's an issue. I mean, I was actually uh, with the information that's happening around the country, whether it's in Denver, New York City, right, uh, areas of Boston yeah. uh, areas. We're not being impacted at the moment, Gene, but we are on high alert. When you say on high alert, do you have intelligence? Yeah. Do you have information? Are you expecting buses to come in? And where are they going to go? Is there, could you be more specific for me? There's no reason to, uh, you know, to respond to anything that we, you know, that, that we don't have to respond to, Gene. Uh, but at the same point in time, just like on anything, anything that impacts us, uh, potentially, we, we, we uh, meet, we prepare. I now, you know, some, listen, the governor of Texas has his critics and he has his supporters. And some people in your party are saying, if, why don't we all share the burden here? It's about time Texas started shipping them up. Others say this is a terrible thing to do humanitarian-wise. What would you advise the governor? It sounds like he's thinking about it, the possibility that these buses could be coming in here, Senator. Well, first of all, it sounds like the governor knows something's happening but isn't really sharing the information. Sounds like he's preparing for something. Uh, if he is, he needs to let Rhode Islanders know, and he needs to let them know right now. Um, you know, I'm a daughter of immigrants. Uh, my parents immigrated to this country. Most of my family are immigrants. Uh, uh, I'm first generation, so I'm not against immigration. But we have a serious problem in this nation where, again, with the housing crisis, we have uh, elderly that are not able to make it week to week because mm -hmm. they can't afford their groceries or their heat. We have children um, in DCYF care that need uh, housing and home and placements. And we can't even take care of our own. How are we going to take on that further burden? Now, if I would say if our house was in order and we, could t and, and we managed all of these things splendidly, then I would say, yes, let's take in some, uh, some immigrants. But I, I will point out that uh, if you're coming to this country, you need to do so through the legal channels. Yeah. Well, is this kind of a double-edged sword for Republicans? Because there are some Republicans who say, hey, the governor of Texas is right. He's dealing with this, and you should all deal. New York, Chicago, you should all feel what it's like. But then on the other hand, you have to deal with it practically. Uh, what would you tell the governor? Uh, well, when the buses come, you got to find a spot for them. What do you, what yeah, do you yeah, do? No, I mean, the, the, I think the governor of Texas is is acting appropriately. Uh, his state is is ground zero, and he's trying to do the best he can to diffuse the impact on his state. Mm -hmm. We would be hypocrites in any other state to say, well, we don't want because we're not a border state. We don't want to take migrants. We have to deal with it. If if migrants show up on a bus, whether they come from Texas, Florida, or wherever. Mm -hmm. It's clearly our problem, and we have to deal with it at that point. Uh, we wouldn't be able to turn buses around. Uh, we will have to deal with it. I don't know how we will. Uh, the senator just brought up a lot of the key challenges that we'll face. And frankly, 
they're tremendous challenges because we are not taking care of our own people quite yet in Rhode Island here. We need to do better. Yeah, uh, money's about everything, so let's go down the wish list. I understand people are lining up with their hands out. Uh, <laughs> Justice Sotel, the court system, he wants $400 million for a new courthouse in Cranston. There's some bus riding advocates, they want another $110 million for RIPTA, and on and on and on. Speaker Sikarchi and Senate Ruggiero, Senate President Ruggiero told me, no, no, all that COVID money's gone, it's been accounted for, it's being spent, we have to tighten our belts. Do you agree with that? We are. We're going to have to tighten our belts. They're absolutely right. Yeah. What about yeah. this wish list that's being put? Do you, you want to take anything off the table now? No new courthouse, no $110 million for the Ripta riders? What? Well, I think we need to look at the Ripta ridership numbers, and yeah. those numbers came out, and, and they don't show a, a big ridership. And so we can't be throwing more money at, uh, at Ripta. They need to live within their means. Um, and as far as the courthouse, I don't know enough about it, but... I would, you know, if there's issues with um, ventilation or updating the, the structure, absolutely, I, I'm, I would be for that. But uh, let's keep it in Providence. That's where the central hub is. That's where people, uh, it's centrally located people. It's mm -hmm. easily accessible. Moving things to Cranston, I don't think makes sense, but that's just my opinion. I don't know enough about it. You know. let's, let's pick up on it. Those two, the uh, $100 million for a new courthouse, Cranston, $100 million more for RIPTA. And, you know, the, the, uh, the retirees want money. They want their COLA money. The nursing homes want money. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants money, yeah. Gene. Um, I, I am not ter terribly interested in a new courthouse. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a bigger dynamic with RIPTA. Uh, we're hearing re uh, ridership numbers are, are low. They're extremely low. Uh, they're, they're calling for more money. Republicans, we don't typically uh, advocate for more money. But let me tell you this, and we compare ourselves to our neighbors all the time. The state of Connecticut spends 3.5 times as much on their public transit as we do per capita. Massachusetts spends 12.5 times as much as we do in Rhode Island on their public transit. The state most analogous to us, uh, Delaware, size-wise Democrat, Demographically, et cetera, population-wise, uh, they spend five times as much as we do on their public transit. So why is our, readership so, uh, our ridership so low is the question. Right. Why would we invest in something that people don't seem to inherently want to use? Um, there's clearly another, another dynamic at play yep. here. We are colloquial. We, we like to drive everywhere. Every driveway in the state has yep. one car for at least as many licensed drivers, if not more. Uh, that's a Rhode Island thing. I don't know that any amount of money solves Ripta's uh, ridership issues, uh, a sea change in, in attitude of, of folks who want to embrace uh, public transit is going to happen. If money's needed to market that, then maybe that's where they spend it. But It's a timely topic, Peter Alvedi, who's now the chair of RIPTA, by the way, the DOT director chairs RIPTA. He said three to seven percent of the state state's population rides RIPTA. He has to refine those because that's you know three three percent is different than ten percent. But he also said he's doing head counts on buses, RIPTA buses that cross the Washington Bridge, and he said they make 140 different runs. So 140 buses cross it, okay. And there's, in the end, there's 344 heads that he counts on all of those buses. Let's listen. Those are stunning. Those are stunning numbers. Let's listen. You're the board chair. Are you confident that RIPTA is going to get the money it needs? The budget request that we made this year is a reasonable budget request. I think that places RIPTA in a good position to begin to reform. Some of the advocates are calling for another $110 million in funding. That appears to be pie in the sky. 
And by the way, that's the advocates calling for it. That's not your board. That's not RIPTA asking for another $100 million. That's uh, correct. What percentage of the population rides RIPTA? It's down in single digits. I've heard numbers anywhere from 3 to 7 to 9%. It is not, for a densely populated state, the ridership that we would like to have. And I don't know if it ever will be. You're right. Rhode yeah. Island's a, we're a unique place. It's an island. It's a, we're named an island, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. But he said... Buses crossing the bridge, rip the buses coming up from Newport, stopping in all the towns, crossing the bridge. Now, they may drop people off along the way, pick up, drop off. But when they cross the bridge, he said, it's, it's 344 people in the end. I don't know that any state could afford that, Senator. No, no. And we, I, I remind voters, we are not the federal government. We can't print money. We have a budget. We need to live within that budget. And if that means that um, it doesn't make sense to, to spend more money on RIPTA, then we shouldn't. All right. Simple as that. We're going to bang through things that are a lightning round because there's a lot of issues we want to get to. But you, uh, we said, what are the Republicans terribly excited about? What do you want? Education reform is certainly at the top of your list, Senator absolutely. De La Cruz. Yeah, absolutely. I was on a commission over the uh, winter for PPSD. Um, you know, ever since the Johns Hopkins report came yeah. out, we know the, the disarray that the, the public schools are in. And it's not just Providence. We're looking at Central Falls. Uh, as Republicans anyway, we're looking at the inner city schools that are really performing poorly. And we find that it's not just the inner city schools. There are a lot of schools in Rhode Island that are falling below uh, proficiency. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, there's only one school district in ELA, which is English Language Arts, that had above 70% proficiency. Um, those are dismal numbers. That's, yeah. that's terrible for the state of Rhode Island. And so one of the things that Republicans will be looking at in the Senate will be um, what can we do for students so that they have options now? Because they don't have 10 years for, for us to fix the system. They need options right now. And we believe that those options are going to be uh, school choice, even if that means school choice in another district, another public school district, uh, at a charter school, at a private school, even home school. And then we're also looking at innovation zones. That's one of the things that came up in the commission hearing. Um, and innovation zones are kind of like uh, charter schools or public private schools, yep. but they petition either for a school or a district um, to ride, to kind of like throw all the rules out the window and they can um, just reinvent school for students right. and really become innovation zones. So those are uh, two things that we're really looking at to help uh, Rhode Island students and families. Uh, Rep. Chippendale, I, sure, I assume you share that, uh, uh, that list of, of priorities. And what about giving the schools back to Providence? Where do you stand on that? Um, I don't think enough time has been given uh, for that problem to be properly uh, dealt with. And I do agree with everything that the senator just laid out, but I, I want to put another little tidbit in, in on this. Uh, by 2030, 82 million jobs in this country will be lost to AI. However, in that same time period, 97 million jobs will be created. Children right now in K through 12 will be working, 68% of those children will be working in fields that do not exist today. And we are churning out children in certain schools in the state with a 0% proficiency in math. If we don't get our house in order on the reading, writing, and arithmetic, yeah. how are we going to live in the 2030 that I just described? Well, the governor, the governor will tell you that by 2035, we're going to be equal to Massachusetts or better than Massachusetts. I, I, you're shaking your head. You don't, you don't believe that the, at it's all. It's poppycock. No, it's not possible. And I would just remind uh, Rhode Islanders that the reason why that we're proposing such drastic action is because when we're looking at these individuals, and I've talked to business owners who say uh, they come in to fill an application and, and these people can't fill out mm -hmm. an application because they can't read it. And they need help filling out because they don't know how to spell. 
And so what we're looking at as a state is economic competitiveness. We're not going to be competitive. Businesses are not going to want to do business here because we're not going to have a workforce that they can employ. And then we're looking at poor health outcomes for these individuals and we're looking at dependency on the state. This is a serious issue and it needs to be tackled right now. All right, let's look at affordable housing. Uh, you know, some communities are pushing back on Speaker Shikarchi and the governor's plan for affordable housing in all 39 cities and towns. Johnson, I had the mayor of Johnson, he said, I want single family homes. Uh, now, you're in, in uh, rural Foster. Mm -hmm. uh, you agree with this uh, position that every city and town should have affordable housing? I, I think every city or town should have affordable housing. Do I believe we can have a cookie-cutter approach, which we have since 1991, of 10% per municipality? Absolutely not. You can't possibly. The town I represent, the town I live in, Foster, we have one bus. Comes in in the morning, come, leaves at night. It took me 13 years to get that bus. It started this April. You cannot have affordable housing in an area that does not have infrastructure. We don't have sewers. We don't have water. We just got cable to every resident. I am not lying. We just got cable to every resident about five years ago. So to apply a cookie-cutter approach is a failed approach. To take local control from municipalities and say, no, we're going to dictate how you run your towns is the wrong approach. We can throw all the money in the world at it, which we are and we have for 30 years, and we have not cracked the dial yet. We just have under two minutes. Now, you're mm. in North Smithfield and the uh, other towns, neighboring towns. Uh, do you agree with this push? It really is a push for affordable housing to be built. They just broke ground in Woonsocket the other day. Yeah, well, I, I think that certain towns have the infrastructure in place for it, and that includes transportation, but also, you know, Foster, like Gloucester, doesn't have um, public utilities like water and sewer. Mm -hmm. So you, you need a septic and you need a well. Um, so sometimes that's cost prohibitive. Uh, one builder wanted to give composting toilets yeah. for these affordable housing units. Is that fair? I think we want real plumbing in these uh, facilities. So. Yeah, and the Mayor, Mayor Policina Jr. in Johnson said, if you're going to be affordable housing, you have to give me a check to fund the schools because more kids are coming in. Sure. We're just about a minute to go, so take 25 seconds each. What do you want, Rep. Chippendale? What's your number one priority? You're going to fight for what? This legislative session? Yes. Um, if I had to pick one, I think we have to uh, we have to really look at the crushing energy costs that we have inflicted on ourselves. Just speaking with some school committee members in my district who are almost hitting the legal max increase on their budget because of the cost of energy, okay. oil, and electricity. We have a problem. That's a whole thing with the wind turbines and everything. 20 seconds to you. I have a hard out. Go ahead. Okay. What does it you want? I'm going to say education, infrastructure, and uh, taxation. All right. This is the loyal opposition, the Republicans leave the House and the Senate in Rhode Island. The minority is in with us. That's 10 News Conference. Thanks for coming in, by Thank the way. Nice Thanks to see having. you both again. Your number one and longest-running political show in Southern New England. Reminder, watch all of our interviews on TurnTo10.com, and I'll see you on the news at 6 next week.